Hi, everybody. Welcome to Finance 4025, Canadian Investments 2. Together, we're starting the second of the two related courses here at George Brown that are designed to give you all the knowledge you need to be familiar with what you need to know to write the two Canadian Securities Institute professional designation exams. By successfully completing these two exams, that's the entry-level requirement to work in the securities and investment industry in Canada. For this course, just as I do for Canadian Investments 1, I'll be preparing a series of podcasts for added educational value. I'll prepare each one and post it into our Blackboard weekly folders as we progress through the course. Each of the podcasts will be less than 10 minutes in length, so they're very short. And please note, there's no grades and no work that's required. Okay, it's attached to the podcast. They're simply there and available for you to listen to if you wish. A couple of reasons for preparing them. Um, first, I hope that you'll understand, they'll help you kind of understand the different topics we cover each week. So I'm not going to try and just repeat material that we already talk about in class. I'll try and give you some, some background or some context from our classroom discussions. Perhaps there's an interesting story that I pick up somewhere that's related to our subject for the week. Perhaps there's a key theme, maybe help explain a particularly challenging concept, something like that. That's my first reason. The second reason is that I also believe it's important for you if you're looking at a career in the financial services industry here in Canada, you also understand what's happening in real time in the financial industry. So that's also what I'm trying to do. I'll, I'll uh, take a look and try to include in each podcast a brief mention. Maybe there's something important going on that's current in the investment world or somehow it relates, something's happening that relates to the textbook material. So there is value for you to make connections between the concepts that we talk about in the course material and what's actually going on in the industry. So in week one, our topic is going to be investment philosophy. And you may be thinking, well, what does philosophy really have to do with investment decisions and, and asset management? Well, research shows it really is important. Looking for patterns in financial markets is difficult, even in the best of times, when things are relatively calm and stable. Recently, it's been like looking for patterns in a rough ocean during a storm. When you think about it, Investment activity is simply the result of a lot of buying and selling by many thousands, millions of people, each of whom has their own contradictions. Prices of securities reflect a mix of emotion and bias and cold-hearted calculation and errors and judgment. All those kinds of things get wrapped up. But taken together, markets express something about the mood of investors and the temper of the times. So think about 2022. It's a very tumultuous year. When you think about the Canadian investors who've made it through, we've had to deal with increased risk of a recession, um, higher and increasing interest rates, persistent inflation, uh, stock market that's been up and down, and a declining real estate market. I recently read an article, and here are just a few of the comments that I heard that I read 
in just this one article in terms of investment advice or recommendations. Think about these. It's a good time to invest in the stock market now that prices have come down quite a bit. High quality dividend funds are good for money growth in the long term. Now's the time for including some safe investments like guaranteed investment certificates. Fixed income products, such as bonds, are better now as an investment option than at any time over the last decade. Being in cash right now isn't a bad idea. The crypto market is still worth taking a look at. Real estate is a good investment as long as you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Think about timber, mineral rights, farmland, wine, and art as alternative investments that are worth considering. That was just a bunch. How can anyone make sense of this? Especially if you're not familiar with the financial industry. For many, the result is complacency. It's doing nothing. It's analysis paralysis. And dangers are often overlooked until it's too late. Add to this the anxiety over the last year, and maybe even going back two or three with COVID, and you can understand how many people are confused to the point where they don't do anything. But there's a whole industry out there trying to help people. And there are a lot of investment advisors and counselors out there all competing to be noticed by consumers. Most like to present themselves as unique in some way and with a special strategy for managing money and offering investment advice that's different from everybody else. For me, the easiest way to manage your money is to keep things as simple as possible. The best way to do this amid all the complexity and anxiety of the financial markets is to have a clear idea in your head, a clear philosophy that you can follow to keep things in perspective. Don't be impulsive amid all the conflicting recommendations. This has been especially important during the COVID pandemic era. I also think we have to be really, really careful of the role of social media and personal finance advice that is always encouraging to people to do something, to be active, look at this investment, look at that investment, and not be left behind by doing nothing. That can be equally dangerous. You have to be smart with your money, and it takes discipline. This is the main theme of our topic here in week one. The point of chapter 13 is to step back from all the noise and to keep it simple. In the world of security analysis, there are basically two ways of valuing a financial asset. There's fundamental analysis and there is technical analysis. Fundamental analysis involves, in really simple terms, taking a detailed look at all the aspects of the issuer of the security. What's the nature of its business? What's the nature of its competition? How solid is the business itself? That will give us an indication of the future prospects for that business. Is it growing? Is it declining? Is it stable? That will help us 
then decide whether there is a likely increase or decrease in the market value of the securities it has issued, depending on the prospects of the business itself. It's a global big picture view. The other option is technical analysis, which basically says, I don't want the big picture. That's all way too complicated. All we're gonna do is take a detailed look at the history of the price of the security we're looking at. By monitoring the movement of the price over time, patterns can be detected. And based on the patterns, you can make appropriate investment decisions for the future based on what has happened in the past. Everything else is really just a variation of these two investment philosophies. So what's the bottom line here? It's up to all of us to figure out which investment philosophy makes sense. Work out an investment philosophy over time that you're comfortable with and that you believe in, and then stick with it. You have to make sure your financial foundation is secure before you look to build on it. That's the message for this week.